Hello and welcome to the Free Associates. That's right, folks, the Free Associates, the freedom of association. That like very powerful freedom to associate with anybody or anything or any idea that comes our way. Because you, you want to know why? Because freedom is just an awesome means by which to get further and to understand things better and to share ideas and to try to calm ourselves down. We are not experts on this show. We are amateurs, but we are hopeful amateurs and we try to understand what's possible. We enter the conversation undecided. We leave the conversation mostly undecided. Um, and so we invite you to come in undecided. We invite you to leave undecided. Perhaps we'll get somewhere with it. We understand what a mess it all is. We've been doing the coronavirus predictions out of Politico. They've done a cool series, and we're just going by one day at a time, going through one after another. Yesterday, we had a challenging and good conversation about regulatory tools and barriers and stuff like that. Now, folks, we are the Free Associates. I am about to hypnotize you if I can just find the light just right and you will go, why is that hard right now? Uh, no, hold on, hold on, wait for it. Come on, get it. Wait, I just get can't it. see where it's going. Oh, there you go. Now, uh, listen to your master. You will go to the Free Associates page. You will like us. You will tell all your friends about us. Boom, that's right. Um, and so you can also go to freeassociates.us if you want to hear uh, episodes and also on podcasts everywhere, 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 everywhere. Waylon, how you doing, pal? Doing good. How are you doing? Good. I got surprised. I didn't know we were live at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be passionate about technology. That's good. That's what my, my entire existence is for. So That's right. That's right. That's right. And you had your second week of online classes and you're all psyched about it. So that's nice. It's hard. It's it's a it's a whole new skill to run a Zoom room with you know twenty eight kids in it and and stuff. It's no comparison to being live for me. Uh, wouldn't you agree with that? Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm pillaging data right now, and when asked like an open ended question about what are the biggest challenges, it's that interpersonal relationship that you're missing. Yeah, it's, it's big. It's big. It's big, and it's also the chemistry of the students with one another. Um, I mute them all when they come in the room because it's too loud and chaotic, right? But, yeah. you know, that's, unf you know, I wouldn't, I don't really want to do that, but you've got 28 lines, mics open, it sounds insane. So the chemistry that they build with one another, and we talked about this the other day, but I'm just curious what the chemistry will be like when we re-engage with one another. Like, I think we're going to really be like, whoa, my body is vibrating. I can't believe how this feels. It's really different. Don't you think? Yeah, I think uh, I I think that in some regards we take we took it for granted. Like there would be times where I was like, okay, like everybody, you know, like stop talking to me, stop being in my space right now. I I have to send out this email, and I'm like, man, you know, like yeah, if I just took now. that thirty seconds and I appreciated it a little bit more. But I mean, that's that's the nature of it of the game, you know. That's the it. Behind it. That's it. And as teachers, we're spoiled with interaction. You know, that's like the big part of the job is all these great interactions during the course of the day. Um, I'm slowly absorbing the idea that we may not go back this year um, with some grief. Like I have some grief around that, honestly. Um, and I saw that there was an email about remote graduation for the seniors. And for the first time, I kind of was like, oh, man, like I heard about that with the colleges. It just it didn't impact me the same way. You know, I know these kids. I've been with them for four years. They've been with each other for 17 years or something like that. So it's big. Uh, but we'll see. Nothing's totally been decided yet as far as I know. So 
Now, shall we go, shall we go and move on to what we're going to do today? Yeah, let's do it. All right, all right. And I do. I need your help on this. I need you to be a friend on this one, okay? Because I have a strong impact on it. But all right, so here we go. This is in the Politico series on the post-COVID America. And the title of it's A Healthier Digital Lifestyle. Sherry Turkle uh, Turkle, is a professor of social studies of science and technology at MIT, founding director of the MIT Initiative on Technology and Self, and author most recently of Reclaim Conversation, The Power of Talk in a Digital Age. So she's definitely qualified. Uh, She writes, perhaps we can use our time with our devices to rethink the kinds of community we can create through them. In the earliest days of our coronavirus social distancing, we have seen an inspirational first examples. Cello master Yo-Yo Ma posts a daily live concert of a song that sustains him. Broadway diva Laura Benatti, uh, Benatti invites performers from high school musicals who are not going to put on those shows to send their performances to her. She'll be watching. Lynn Emanuel Miranda joins the campaign and promises to watch as well. Entrepreneurs offer time to listen to pitches. Master yoga instructors teach free classes. This is a different life on the screen from disappearing into a video game or polishing one's avatar. This is breaking open a medium with human generosity and empathy. This is looking within and asking, what can I authentically offer? I have a life, a history. What do people need? If moving forward, we apply our most humanistic to our devices, that will have been a powerful COVID-19 legacy. Not only alone together, but together alone. Okay, I'm going to just pass the talking stick over to you on this one. Because even reading it just now, I'm just like, I I haven't read something so short that I had such a strong negative reaction to in a long time. Oh, negative reaction. Yeah, highly negative. Yeah, but what were your thoughts? I want to stay open. That's part of the being a free associate. You know, so... I'm just, it's one of these times where I'm trying to calm myself down. At the same time, Raylan, I don't want you to, I want you to like respect and hear my, my grievance. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. So, I mean, I, the, the first thing that sticks out to me is that if you think that you have a negative reaction to this, then you, then you probably think that what we're doing in a, that is non-beneficial in a cynical way because we're doing that exact thing. We, we have these conversations all the time together at school after, you know, in, in, in the company of ourselves, but now we've moved that to a, to a larger stage. And we did it at WMUA, but we've increased this tenfold on, on what we're doing now. Um, and on top of that, it's not like the things that are, that come up. There, there, there have been a lot of converse of uh, um, events that have gone on live streams, and and there's a lot of stuff. But I don't know necessarily how how large the viewership is, and I think that people are just communicating. They're bringing their uh, their interactions to the forefront on these modes of communication and trying to expand the, the viewpoints and the, trying to expand the, the outreach and connections just like we're doing. We might have a handful of people that, that watch every, every day uh, or listen on the podcast, but uh, at, the, at the same time, one of, the, one of the things that I get out of this is just the intrinsic nature of talking to you and being able to now open it up through techn- technological avenues to other people as well. So it's not just you and I engaging. And I've learned a lot. I've learned about, a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about being open-minded. And I think that that's a, a, a beneficial thing. And I think that that's what that this quote demonstrates to me. Okay. All right. All right. That's a nice articulation. I'm I'm 20% calmed down from where I was when I read it <laughs> because I appreciate what you're saying. So here's a couple of ways in which I, I do agree with you, but I, I would go off of what you're saying. And I think you might even agree. One of them is 
there's certain words in here that, first of all, I don't like the word authentic. You know, I do not like the word authentic because I feel like it's in this. It's a word. There's a lot of wording issues here for me. Um, I believe in being authentic. I don't like the word authentic because it's hard to know. Um, we are doing this. I am doing this partially because I'm personally ambitious to be heard. You know, it's not because I'm trying to be generous with other people necessarily. I'm pushing myself at, forward at this time, just as we've quietly pushed ourselves forward in the past year on MUA, because I'm trying to impress myself upon the world. Like, I don't make apologies for that. Um, but it's not because I'm like my generosity of spirit. And I guess I'm skeptical about that aspect, you know, where, oh, the yoga, the master yoga teacher is going to bless us with a lesson. It just feels patronizing to me. Um, also, we're just small fries. Like you and I are small fries. Everyone that she mentions is some somebody who's already accumulated an awful amount of social capital. And it just feels like that's not what I want to have happen, where we congregate social capital around these figures who are icons. You know, I'm so tired of that age of icons. Uh, you know, the Steve Jobs and whatever it is, where it's just like, let's spread out our attention. Like the cool thing about us doing the show is that people know us and probably the people who watch this are people who know us. I mean, so do you see where I'm kind of getting hung up on the language a little bit? Yeah, but I think that I think that there's there you've brought it to what is in the quote, but what I there's two ends of this spectrum. And one of them is that it's in you know these these really celebrity type figures and icons that are trying to generate massive amounts of people that are are in kind of this viewership and, and all this. And on our side, we have a handful of people like uh, Boris. Hi, Boris. Boris came in and said, "Hi, Jeremy. Stay safe." Right. And so yeah. this is a way for us to for our networks, however small they may be, you know, the, the several hundred people that I converse with online and the, and, uh, the, the dozens of people that your new account has. And it's not necessarily, I, I don't think that it comes down to the fact that for that exchange that's going on, especially in, in avenues that we, like things that we're doing, it's necessarily the end goal here is a, is the end goal of the, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of viewers and followers and, and the things that are attained into that celebrity status. I think that that is something that can happen. You see that with, with the, the new culture of YouTubers and just amassing millions of followers and the psychology that comes from there. But I'm quite content with, with talking to you. And even if it's just into the void, if it's into the void of a empty WMUA, uh, when the kids are all gone, or if it's into the void of, of Facebook, I think that that's that's that is in going back to what your point was an authentic relationship too. I think that we we do this because we enjoy each other's company, and we do this because we enjoy the discussion that it brings, and hopefully mm -hmm. that it will you know uh, bring other in individuals into the discussion, and like I said, open up our minds. So I don't think that necessarily the end goal needs to be uh, a kind of a cynical view that that people are doing this to to stroke an ego to the point that they amass all these followers. I think that it's just the, the avenues that we've had in the physical interaction spaces that we've, that we've cultivated are, are, are non-existent right now. And we have to find other avenues of communication, but in doing so and finding those new avenues, we've 
opened up the, the floodgates to connecting with people on a global level. And we're still navigating that. We're still trying to do that. But it's, uh, I think it's a beautiful thing. I got, I'm a very positive on, on this one. Okay. Well, let me just kind of take ourselves out of the mix for a minute and just kind of like stick with me. I kind of like want to, I want to break down some of my grievances and I understand it sounds personal because I really like physically repel at this kind of language. Like this is the kind of language I can't stand. So, so I get that you're picking up on some personal disgruntlement, but let's take the free associates out of it and and just take uh, my antipathy towards the article. Let me try to maybe articulate what I'm, what's really bothering me here a little bit. One thing is, is, you know, she writes, let's put away polishing our avatars. Um, I actually think you could make an argument that like, that's what the internet's actually really good at is like people having avatars and people expressing themselves from a peer to peer level, like in video games or whatever. I can't even believe I'm arguing this, but it's not the broadcast age, right? And just hold on for, just hold with me, Waylon. You know, in the, when I was growing up, there was three or four channels. That's all there was. And so that was very much the broadcast age. And so it took a lot of energy and effort and, and money to put anything out there. You know, what we're doing now and what a lot of people are able to do because the internet's really amazing. So when she talks about Yo-Yo Ma or these other really big names, I feel like, wait a second, are you saying that's what our digital life should be after this? Where like millions of people are tuning into one person playing the cello? Because like, I'll just go ahead and say it. Like, no, I actually, that, I think that would be really a step backwards and not be really utilizing the internet the way it should be used. Like that's the whole beauty of the internet. We, we don't have to all tune into the Yo-Yo Ma. You know, so it yeah, might well, be a little bit clearer there. Or? Yeah, but I, th- I also think that you're getting that. Uh, and if for me, that's what happened in this quote, too. I think we're getting stuck, stuck on the the, um, the cultural cues that are being used. Like I would not use if I was writing this uh, uh, this quote or writing this article, I wouldn't be using Yo-Yo Ma and um, Lin-Manuel. Uh, as examples of this, that's clearly catering to like the kind of <laughs> that that kind of elite. uh, elitist uh, society. Elitist. But if you think about on the general kind of populist level, or just even think, let's just take an uh, example of our our students, for instance. There is something. If if it, it would be, um, we we are um, in this era where students TikTok, you know TikTok. Yeah, there are there is something that is just so there's an enthusiasm about this thing that I don't necessarily even understand. But we would be remiss if we didn't actually think about the connections that are being generated in the digital age and take them seriously, too. And if it's something that we disregard, if we if we just say TikTok dances are stupid, um, you know, that you're just wasting your time. I think that we're not really trying to understand one, where the current generation is right now, and two, how to effectively gauge future generations and what meaningful connections we can develop from those, even if we think that they're not the, uh, the most beneficial relationships that are happening. Remember, technology is in, in its infancy. It's, we are a blip on the screen, and we've had less than, I would say, less than three decades to really truly understand this on a, on a global level. And to to say that there's to, that that the authenticity or whatever is being developed in its current rendition and its future generation future rendition are going are to disregard that i think that it's going to be 
isolating. It's going to be isolating uh, generations that are that are happening now, and it's not necessarily being able to leverage the technology as it develops into more uh, meaningful no. and intimate ways. Well, okay, so I just feel like I'm still not being clear about my argument because I would argue in favor of TikTok right now. I would actually say, like, that's what the article should have been about. Like, okay. TikTok and, like, that kind of thing yeah. where, like, but not, like, master yoga teachers and Lynn Emanuel, who I, of course, love tremendously, or, like, Yo-Yo Ma. I feel like it is elitist, and I'm kind of tired of... Like the rich just getting richer. Well, there's a kind of a cultural wealth thing where the cultural wealthy get more cultural wealthy. So I actually think she's barking up the wrong tree. Like I get that she's saying like this is, could open doors for better or more sharing and, and a validation of digital life. But like, OK, yeah, TikTok, you know, not like this webinar that there's just one guy going like this and there's five million people being like. And by the way, <laughs> listen, listen. Karen frickin' Teed, that whoever that Broadway diva is and Lynn Emanuel, there's no way that they watch all of those musicals, okay? Like, <laughs> come on, let's be honest. It, you know, I'm not, I'm not doubting that they're, 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 they're trying to be good-hearted, but they're going to watch five and be like, I'm done with this. Like, I got to get my personal assistant to watch these. So it just feels phony to me. Well, There's a phoniness this, that I just can't stand yeah. about culture but, right now. Uh, but so this that's is the why thing. I'm getting, but, yeah. but why not both? That's the beauty about, uh, about our society. You get to choose to tune in or not to tune in. It's yeah, not sure. somebody that's forcing you to. If somebody wants to create, if Yo-Yo Ma wants to get on, she sure. has every, every, Absolutely. You know, he has every ability to do so. And you also have the option to do so. If you were upset about the idea of Yo-Yo Ma doing a a, a live no. streamed uh, you know concert, are you also mad at him for in the real world doing an actual no, 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 in-person no. concert? No, 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 Waylon. I, so, I, I, I know. No, let me be clear. Because you don't okay. want to get pinned on the wall on this. Absolutely not. I get no problem with what anyone did in that article individually. I get that they're just trying to connect just the way that we're trying to connect or anyone's trying to connect. The fact that this author has chosen four examples of a kind means that it's a really flawed article. Now, if this author had chosen Yo-Yo Ma and TikTok and other things as a means of connection, I would have been like, okay, cool. Like I can live with that. And now maybe this is just a mistake that this person wrote this article and a half an hour as soon as they were asked by Politico to comment. But do you see that every example that they're citing is of some elite person kind of broadcasting out upon the, the lumpen masses? I don't, yes, I do not fault Yo-Yo Ma. I do not fault anyone for doing whatever they want to do. And, and even if it's for their own ambitious causes, like this is the other part of the article that bums me out. Generosity of spirit. It's like, Come on, Broadway divas are not, they do not have generosity of spirit, okay? They're ambitious people. There's nothing wrong with ambition. Lynn Emanuel is an ambitious person. You don't get to be Yo-Yo Ma without being ambitious. And so I just can't stand the language of like, oh, it's, isn't it beautiful that I just can't believe how generous Yo-Yo Ma is. No, Yo-Yo Ma wants to stay in the arena. Good for him. Got no problem with it. And this has kind of permeated almost every political article we've looked at is like this reliance on believing in the goodness of people. Like, I don't rely, I, be, I rely on the goodness of people, but I don't rely on the goodness of groups. And I don't rely on that for like structural, structural changes. I'm not a well, cynic, yeah. but... I mean, 
what you so you don't have you don't have a problem with uh, the, the the means of the use of technology here. You have a problem with with society's fragmentation of the socioeconomic circumstances in which we find ourselves in. So that's well, yes, that's the difference. So we're talking about here. This so we, we picked an article here that is looking at uh, a something that caters to more of what I would say an elitist perspective of yeah, recreation right. and leisure. Why don't we go back and find a teen people magazine article on the, the, how TikTok is exploding in this, in this thing. So the insular nature of what is going on with, in regards to this article, you can't fault the, 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 the um, Sherry Turkle for writing about that. That's the perspective in the audience in which she's catering to. If we were to find another article on, a, on a, a, again, an insular cultural viewpoint, then it would be different examples. So I don't get stuck on the examples. Mm-hmm. I kind of extrapolate those examples and say, this is one person's perspective. This is the examples that they're giving. And where does that actually fall within my life in, the other pers- in my perspective what's going on yeah i guess that's fair i mean listen i guess that's fair this is more like a, a therapy session than it is the classic <laughs> free associates because i get that i'm being i am get, i'm getting hung up somewhat Waylon. although i'm not totally hung up she's making a prediction about how this will affect us moving forward digitally the fact that she can only think of elite examples first of all i reject that i reject that the internet is built for that it, it's allowed it's part of the internet I just think if she was making a more conscious prediction, she'd be including TikTok and everything, you know, not just like uh, I'm the I'm the, the swami or the guru on the hill talking down to you, you know, I don't know. So I'm just that's my reaction to it. I, am I wrong to, to criticize it? Because that's what we're doing with these articles. We're going through them and trying to feel say to ourselves, well, this is this makes sense here, but it doesn't make sense here to me. She really is misapprehending. Let me just take the venom out of it and say she's mis- misapprehending the power of the internet by focusing on a really narrow bandwidth of it. Is that something that you would be willing to go with? Yeah, but I guess I guess that we're we're approaching this in two different ways. I'm approaching it from uh, from the digital life, lifestyle in in that. I, there's, a, I think that what what is what I what we could both say right now is that that the 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 COVID nineteen crisis has outlined the real delineation of the socio and socio economic circumstances that our country finds itself in and the globe find, finds itself in and I think mm-hmm. that that's bubbling to the surface more so mm-hmm. than um, in this it's it's this article has been the medium in which that that's happened mm-hmm. and so. Uh, I, I again, if we go back to just digital healthier lifestyles, we go back to the idea of uh, the interconnectivity that we've seen. I actually think that there's been a a, po- a net positive on the idea that I think that we're better. Uh, we've we've become better uh, in our digital literacy uh, through <laughs> kind of trials and tribulations that we in trial and error that we've had to go through. Uh, I think that we have at the same time come to appreciate what cannot be replaced with in-person um with in-person uh communication in 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 relationships so i think that when we get into those economic things that we've been talking about so much and when we get into those 
like I said, those clear delineations of the socioeconomic circumstances that we find ourselves in, I think that there is a stark contrast now. And I think that that's what's bubbling to the surface. You mean for me or just in general across the, oh yeah. Well, I think that's, well, in, that's in, in our, yeah. in our normal conversations too. Oh, you know, coming from me or just in general? Uh, you is right it, now, but it's, it's certainly yeah. something that I've been talking about with other people as well. Yeah, right, right. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's something that's been a, a quiet through line through a lot of the pieces. And I guess here's the thing. And, um, you know, again, I really appreciate your attitude on this. Um, I feel like, let me try to say this in a way that makes sense, that there's a consistency of tone in these articles that's kind of like yoga speak a little bit and relying on the good nature of people. That's the prerogative of people who are already in power, who are kind of already elite. And it makes me concerned because when I hear language like that, I'm kind of like, uh, I need you to be awake right now. Like, I need you to understand that just this is not a TV commercial where there's a little ukulele in the background and we get to feel good. That's not what this moment necessarily is. I need you to be a little bit more awake than you're being. And I need you to, I'm not talking to you. I need you to rely, I need you to be a little bit more, less reliant on the good nature of humans because that, that's, I'm just telling you right now, like, I'm not gonna, I don't wanna count on that. I really wanna count on sharp, perceptual, structural understanding of things. Yeah. Well, I think what it comes down to is there is kind of a, an article like this leaves a bitter taste in your mouth because what it is, what the underlying thing that is not explicitly said is, is that the person that is usually writing this article, the status quo has been maintained in their life. Mm -hmm. They are writing. So an example, using an example of watching Yo-Yo Ma as cello performance on a live stream is in a way, indirect, indirectly uh, ignoring the massive increase of individuals that are in needing to find uh, shelter and, and find uh, food and the increase of all of these things that are dire needs in, a, in, this, in an economic crisis that are going on. Uh, and so it's a little tone deaf when it comes down to it, to say, you know, this, this is a, a, you know, this is a great time to connect on, on these things that one, I already had before this. And mm -hmm. two, not only is it continuing to do so, but other people, other people's lives have transformed in a negative way so considerably that I'm not even thinking about that. So I think that I, I definitely see that. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, it, do we have to acknowledge in every single uh, in every single conversation that we have about what the what the positives and benefits the, the positives and negatives are in this, do we have to constantly go back to those impending dooms, or can we look at certain things, select them, and exclusively talk about those and leave the other things aside? That's yeah. that's yeah. that's really what it comes down. To. Well, I, I think we can, although tone is really important to me, um, and tone deafness is one of my one of my real like cardinal sins is when someone's tone deaf to things. I, I think that, I mean, I've been seeing it for years. Um, and I do think the 2016 was a referendum on tone deafness as much as anything. So yes, we can and we should, because that's what the free associates do. We move forward. And I do get like allergic. It's like almost an allergic reaction when I feel like someone's talking, you're like, dude, like, come on, snap out of it. Like, 
Come on, let's get real a little bit. Now, the time has come for me to hypnotize Waylon. Now, I what I do is I throw the light on Waylon's eyes, and I say, Waylon, cue the music. Oh, look at him. Waylon, you shall do. Now I am in control of you and your every step. You will drive Vanessa over to my house. You will sign the title for Vanessa over to the Cody family. You will have no recollection of ever owning Vanessa. I got it. I got the van. I finally got the van. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Folks, this is the Free Associates. Waylon did a really very generous job of calming me down. This is what friends do for one another. They both listen and kind of gently uh, uh, redirect when someone's having a kind of personal reaction to something. So that's good. I appreciate it, Waylon. Um, and we are not experts, and whatever we say is <clears throat> we have we bear no responsibility for it because we're both so drunk right now. It's only three in the afternoon. We're, we're, it's amazing how we hold it. Drunk together. on the chill zone. Drunk on the chill zone. <laughs> too much coffee. Too much coffee. Mudslides, baby. That's what it is. Now, if you're listening on WMUA Amherst, this is a rebroadcast of a Facebook thing. So we brought 3, 3 p.m. every day we do this on Facebook Live. And then the next day we throw it on WMUA at noon because we can't actually get in the studio. It's worked out really good. Thanks to Wayland's technological prowess. We have a Facebook page and our website is thefreeassociates.us. You guys have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. All right, cool. Thanks. Yeah, I have a very strong reaction to that kind of stuff. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, I drink bush it's, light, it's, so I should have more. I should have.